This episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O health.com. And use code JSP for $50 off any stethoscope. Just Some Podcast Media. The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. Tom, do you believe that AI is going to take over the world? You know, I'm not sure. However, enough really smart people that know a lot about AI have come out and said some very alarming things I watched an interview at the White House with the press secretary where a person like one of those godfathers of AI type people said, quote, if we don't stop it now, it may bring the end of the world. I was like, oh, that sounds bad. And I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the New York Post or the Acquirer or something like that. It was at the White House. The guy who is the godfather of AI quit his job so he could break his non-disclosure act so he could talk about the fact that he really thinks we should probably stop what we're doing before we get out of control i don't know ben if the guy who invented the nuclear weapon says boy this seems like a real bad idea eventually i'm going to start thinking it's a bad idea just to have those everywhere yeah just saying you know and so i've been planning a chat gpt or an ai episode for a little while uh, and it just happens to come on the heels of, I believe it was today, that the president of OpenAI or ChatGPT was actually testifying before Congress, his recommendation to set regulations upon AI and that, you know, his here's how he would, would do it. And um, he was passing information along to, to the congressman and basically, the, you know, that we missed the boat with social media, let's not miss the boat with AI. And then I've seen some things today that Apple uh, iOS 17 is going to have AI Siri. It's, it's a double-edged sword, I think. You know, I, like I can see some cool benefits of stuff, but then it's like a little, little creepy. But <laughs> in iOS 17, uh, I, I saw a TikTok earlier today about that if you record, I think it's like 150 phrases that it gives you, then it can capture your voice, and it can, you know, for people who lose, who are losing their voice, or things like that, then you can just type it in, and it will actually talk in your voice. Now, the cool part of that, I could see, you know, if you have older parents, grandparents, and, you know, I could see you wanting to record that on their phone and then keep that phone because then you could always have their quote unquote voice. But again, it's a little creepy. Yeah, I uh, have seen several things, including a now I don't know if it's the current version of Bard. I do know it was a Google team that was working with AI, but they did a demonstration where they told the artificial intelligence, make me 
and a, like, I think it was like a dentist appointment, you know, appointment. Uh, for, for like, a, uh, it was a hair appointment. You're right. It was a hair appointment. Make me a hair appointment. Like on Tuesday, the assistant calls a live person, talks to them and makes a hair appointment for them. And then just adds it to their Google calendar. Yeah. And I, while I'm truly amazed and I think how awesome that would be, I instantly also flash forwarded to all the bad things like a Wally version of the world where it's just my AI talking to Ben's AI suddenly. And like, what do human beings like? I'm like, oh boy, this could actually turn out really bad. Look at DoorDash. Look what that has done to us. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I mean, an artificial intelligence that can do everything for you. They rate movies about how bad this is. Like this, this is something we should actually be paying attention to. Yeah, Skynet. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> Terminator Genesis. I think there's a bunch of Terminators. So yeah, because uh, sure. yeah, they keep coming back. Johnny Five is alive. You know, because John, wow, he went all the way back to Johnny Five is alive. Oh, tomato soup. Uh, for those in the know, I can't wait to hear that email. But. Ben, let's talk. Uh, let's get into what this, these uh, AIs can do. So, well, again, I wanted to push the limits of AI and see what all we could do. Now, I did use ChatGPT, and ChatGPT only has up to like twenty twenty. It doesn't like have current events and things like that. So, there's you know that hurdle for it. I mean, it would also you can't tell it to like, oh, you know, build you a bomb. But then people have said they've found ways to hack that stuff like that. It did <laughs> have to like. I was like, hey, can you come up with a, like a medical procedure or you know things of that nature? And it was initially kicking it out. And so then I just said, well, can you create a hypothetical medical procedure? And then it it would it was able to do that. So we're actually, you know, normally we would do a story you may have missed. We're not going to do that tonight. The reason is we're going to talk through some of the stuff that I kind of pushed AI to do. And the last part of the show, <laughs> I put in into jet chat dpt all the dynamics of our show as far as what we do who we are that we're nurse practitioners i mean just the basic info i told her that we start with an intro and so i had create a script of the intro the banter a story that you may have missed the commercials for echo health and for cbd stat which are great and then the <laughs> outro so there will be a point whenever we say, okay, from this point on, everything that you hear is AI generated as far as, I mean, that, which is not now, which is, right. yeah, yes, this is, yeah. this is, which isn't this second. The amazing thing about it though, was whenever I was, cause again, I know it can't do current events. And so I said, well, can you give me a story, like a, an unusual medical story for like a story you may have missed because I know it can't do anything current. And so the first thing it came up with was like, well, there was a guy in China or Russia or wherever it was that actually grew a tree in his lung and so i kind of started researching that and i'm like okay that's been debunked by multiple national organizations like the american you know like pulmonary association you know people who would be in the know <laughs> lung doctors tend to know things about lungs you know i was like you know i don't believe that story so you know can you come up with another one and it apologizes and it, it shoots out a story and so the story that it shot out was about henrietta lax which again we'll get to that shortly i had never heard the story it was so amazing that if you listen to our other podcast over on, on We'll Continue to Monitor, we actually do a full story about Henrietta Lacks and HeLa cells. And it was all because ChatGPT gave me that in the, the script that's going to be coming up later later this evening. So 
there's again some good stuff with it and some not so good stuff with it so well yeah you know i was just thinking while you were talking there for a second ben that literally we had to clarify which parts we were talking about so there's confusion about ai just to talk about ai and then they make horror movies about you know psycho thrillers where it's like well the whole time were we really talking about ai maybe ai created this entire part which they didn't but of course maybe that's what the ai told me to do oh my god do you see the loop we're creating here (laughs) but we're just going to keep going around and around so I think it's amazing. I think it's great technology. But no, I I do legitimately have concerns about leaving something like this unrestrained because of some of the things you just talked about. We can't even tell, you know, like you said, you know, it could be posing or throwing out false information and posing it as a true story. And if you are relying on this thing in any capacity, that equals disaster pretty quick. Absolutely. No, I would agree with you. So first, I took ChatGPT and I wanted to say, okay, I'm going to give you like a presentation of a case, and I've seen these on like YouTube with with uh, you know physician like uh, Dr. Mike and different ones, and so I was like, yeah, let's see what we can do. So I I told it, you have an 84 year old female patient present to your clinic with acute confusion. Vitals are all within normal limits. She's not showing any obvious signs of a stroke. What is your most likely diagnosis and workup? What I was hoping it would pick up is, even though in our back to basics show. We talk about eyes, you know, not being related to acute confusion in the female or, you know, in the population, but I was hoping it would pick up on that. And so it said, you know, given the information provided, the most likely diagnosis for an 84-year-old female patient presenting with acute confusion would be delirium. And then it explains what delirium is. And then it talks about the workup. So, you know, you want a detailed medical history, the physical exam, um, laboratory test, including a CBC, CMP, thyroid function, vitamin B12 as well as the UA to screen for common metabolic and infectious causes. Talked about considering a head cat scan and medication review to make sure there's no medication or drug interactions. Infection screening says check for potential sources of infection, including urine culture, chest x-ray, and other target investigations based on clinical suspicion. So it, it picked up what I wanted it to. Would you agree that that's, I mean? Yeah, I, I- I think it's going to find the problem by throwing out a a big net, but I mean, it's still going to find the problem. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities though. I did kind of go, what, when you said delirium, I was like, boy, that's an awful big (laughs) first step to take right there. But okay. You know, but Hey, like you said, I think that was a pretty, for a delirium workup. Sure. (laughs) There you go. But I, I think the problem again for me would be, the jump to delirium. So. I would agree. And so I thought, okay, you know what? Like you said, it kind of casted a wide net there. Yeah, you're going to catch a lot of fish if you order everything. Yeah, you throw an ocean-sized net, <laughs> you're going to catch an ocean. So, All right. So next, I, I, I wanted to try to pare it down a little closer to like a particular diagnosis, not just that wide net. So I said, you have a 21-year-old male patient present with sudden onset of shortness of breath, has diminished lung sounds on the right side, no known evidence of injury or trauma. What is potentially going on with this patient? Any cough, fever, nausea, stuff like that? Not that was given to chat GPT. So it's going to assume no. Then I'm going to assume no, and I'm going to say spontaneous pneumo. And which is what I was hoping it would pick up, and that's what it did pick up. It said, based on the given information, a 21-year-old male presenting with sudden onset of shortness of breath and diminished lung sounds on the right side, a likely diagnosis would be a spontaneous pneumothorax. And so then it discusses what a pneumothorax is. So yeah, I mean, it was, I said it kind of gave me what I was... 
What is that? What I was expecting, anyway. My brain led me astray, thinking pneumonias. So we had we had a discussion off air about pneumonias. So if you thought that at home or you're a healthcare professional, you're not wrong. But we had to go off the information chat GPT was given. So we had to assume it was no. So that's why spontaneous pneuma was the most appropriate answer. So I'm glad it got it. But again, I can see how the confusion, again, just in our little interaction, Ben, is one or two seems insignificant in the overall course of action. But those one or two small bits of information completely diverged <laughs> where right. we went on uh, you know, diagnosis. So And what it's doing I, again, is just the information it's given. And so it's not assuming anything, which I mean, and so, and this is where chat GPT or AI will probably never replace healthcare professionals in the fact that we still have that nuance. Yes. That nuance of not assuming everything, you know, not just taking it at face value and looking at the entire totality of the picture. Well, and I think I'm going to say something here in a second that every healthcare professional has done or seen inside their own head. And I think most people outside of healthcare under completely understand because they've done it inside their own head in some way, which is, I can't tell you why I know what this is, but I've seen it so many times. I just know what it is. And I, again, for like, we'll say certain rashes when you're seeing it, you're like, oh, I, I know that's poison ivy. They, they will, well, I wasn't around. Look, man, <laughs> I can only tell you I've seen poison ivy 20,000 times at this point in my life. And I don't disrespect your opinion. But I'm going to treat it like poison ivy, and I bet it gets better. And what do you know? It usually gets better. And that's something you can't tell an AI because if you are only going to let it judge you based on the symptoms you give it, yeah, those are those are the subtle differences. And and I don't mean to make fun of it or someone that thinks you know I'm not trying to say I would argue with the patient. What I mean is there are just things with experience and time that you develop a sense for. And you understand what you're looking at. Uh, another great example would be like a, a rash on a kid with strep. Like that's one of those things after you've seen it, you've touched it, you've dealt with it. You're like, I know, I understand. So I do see what you're saying about the limitations of AI is because if somebody didn't say that, it couldn't consider it. Right. So then I asked Tom, I said, okay, I want you to give me a strange diagnosis and how it would present. I just was curious if, you know, like how it would pick it up. So he gave me one. So I said, you know, 35 year old female presents with severe abdominal pain, nausea, constipation, palpitations, sweating, confusion, and other neurological manifestations such as peripheral neuropathy, seizures, tachycardia, and hypertension. And I said, so what's the most likely diagnosis for this patient? And I got back based on the symptoms described, the most likely diagnosis for this patient could be acute intermittent polyphoria. It's a rare genetic disease characterized by deficiency in the enzyme um, and the hemosynthesis pathway. That is. Wow. So for those that are listening, I didn't know. Uh, he asked me earlier in a text message, give me a weird disease, you know, things that, you know, might have a common presentation, but it's going to be something really strange. And I don't know why porphyria instantly snapped into my head. And I was like, well, okay, so here's the stuff. And then you just said it to me. Wow. <laughs> okay. I am... Woo. All right. I, I know people at home can't see my face, but I've got a terrified grin on my face. Like, oh boy, I'm nervous. <laughs> this is, that's just, oh, that's, that's freaky to me because I was involved in that, <laughs> you know, like, oh boy. Oh, that's weird. And it nailed it too. I was like, there's no way it's going to give me something like an appendix or yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I was like, just wow. Wow. So that is good. That is a good one. 
Yeah. So then I thought, okay, let's have a little bit of fun with with AI. You know, we we've tested its its limits. Now Tom's freaked out. <laughs> like, you know. And so I said, okay, well, create some hypothetical medications for me. Now these are obviously completely hypothetical. And now when I first started, it was like, oh, okay, the name I come up with is like pain reliever X, and then it tells you, and I'm like, no, that's not how medicines are created. No. Yeah. So I said, give me confusing, you know, give me communication <laughs> with a confusing name, which is very often what it seems like happens. Yes. Yes. All right. So our first medication that it came up with was Zyzorum. X Y Z O R M. I feel like I sold that today. Its description is a pain or a prescription medication used to treat a variety of conditions, including high blood pressure, heart disease, and migraines. It functions by blocking certain receptors in the body, which can help to reduce blood pressure, prevent blood clots, and alleviate migraine symptoms. It's called betas, beta blockers. It's, it's right, invented a beta blocker. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hey, hey, pharmaceutical companies, when you make Zyzorum, I want to cut, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> JSP what's some big pharma money I said well give me another one so the next one I came up with was Fluxa Veridex F-L-U-X-A V-E-R-I-D-E-X all I can tell you is you're prescribed that it's a bad disease because that stuff is expensive <laughs> Fluxa Veridex it sounds expensive <laughs> it does Fluxa Veridex <laughs> is a prescription medication used to treat a range of gastrointestinal disorders, including acid reflux, irritable bowel syndrome, and gastric ulcers. It works by modulating the release of gastric enzymes and regulating the pH balance in the digestive system. It helps to alleviate symptoms such as heartburn, bloating, abdominal pain, and indigestion. It invented a PPI. (laughs) 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 I think it's fantastic. I'm like, oh my god. One day someone's going to say something to chat GBT or Bard, and they're going to do the answer. They're going to assume it's something else, and they're not going to realize they just invented a whole new science. They're like, oh, my God, we didn't even know that existed before. <laughs> Someone just asked chat GPT to write their eighth-grade paper on why you can't go faster than light. Suddenly we can go faster than light. It's going to be incredible, Ben. Based on those two drugs, I am very impressed with this ability to make things that sound real and I could possibly prescribe. So... <laughs> <laughs> nay, nay, good sir. Just wait. <laughs> so clearly, yeah, it's just creating different names and, and you know, just putting random diseases in there. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's PPI and a beta blocker is kind of what it sounds like. So then I'm like, let's have some more fun with old chat GPT. So I ask it, let's invent some hypothetical procedures and medical equipment. So the first piece of equipment that it came up with was the cardio vent. The CardioVent is a portable, wearable device that monitors a patient's heart rate, rhythm, and respiration rate in real time. It consists of a small, lightweight sensor that attaches to the patient's chest and wirelessly communicates with a monitoring device. It's designed to help doctors and nurses quickly detect and respond to changes in a patient's cardiovascular and respiratory status by continuously monitoring vital signs. The device can alert medical staff to potential problems before they become critical. In addition, CardioVent can also provide valuable data for long-term monitoring of patients with chronic heart and lung conditions, allowing doctors to adjust treatment plans as needed. CardioVent. Well, okay, so it invented, uh, well, I mean, we we had like a portable for uh, just 
it's just saying where are your vital signs? Yeah, yeah. But here's my question. Here's my question. I'm not saying it's wrong because I think I heard you say the words wireless, and I might be mistaken. You did say wireless, yes. If you can make me a set of EKG patches that are wireless, that I can just put one, two, three little dots on a patient and then give them the free mobility to walk anywhere else and then report those vital signs, that would actually be every inpatient nurse just started clapping when they heard me say those words. Wait a second. Chat GPT might be onto something here. Hold on. We were making fun of stuff. But if you could make that where it was just those three wireless sensors and the person could then just have the freedom to walk around without having to drag anything around, that would actually be inpatient game changer. It would. No, I agree. So, I mean, hey, CardioVent, CardioVent, I mean, I'm not saying it invented something that nobody else has thought of. I, I assure you every nurse at 1 a.m. that has taken a person to MRI has thought of this idea, okay? But it did lay it out in a way that I was like, hey, maybe this is something, you know, I like the fact that it's wireless. Like, hey, ChatGPT, you, you made something good. I'm happy for you. I, I think this is something we could work with. So this next one, it was a procedure, again, hypothetical, and I don't know. This one just sounded weird to me. It is the neuroplasty. I don't like it already. <laughs> neuroplasty is a, surgical, <laughs> is a surgical procedure that involves repairing or reconstructing damaged nerves in the body. It can be used to treat a variety of conditions, including peripheral neuropathy, nerve injuries, nerve compression syndrome, such as carpal tunnel syndrome. How it works... It involves making a small incision at the site of the nerve damage. The surgeon then uses specialized tools to remove scar tissue and other obstructions that may be compressing the nerve. In some cases, the surgeon may need to remove a portion of the damaged nerve and replace it with a nerve graft taken from another part of the body. Once the nerve has been repaired or reconstructed, the incision is closed, and the patient is monitored for complications. Okay, so first of all, that's standard surgery. Cool. I get it. That's, you did your job, GBT. I don't want anything with AI touching a nerve in my body. I don't trust it. They're too close to my brain. If you think I'm going to trust a computer around my brain, incorrect, sir. Too much valuable information in here. I don't trust computers. That's how they take us out, Ben. That's how they'll take us out. They're going to say everybody needs brain surgery. Suddenly, we all get lobotomized. No, I don't trust it. Then you're not going to like this next one. God dang it. Because as soon as you said the word neuroplasty, I literally was like, no. (laughs) I'm going to do that. And this next one, when I first read it, I was like, if oh, this boy. invented, this would be amazing and game-changing. Oh, boy. Are you ready for the name? Now, it, it doesn't have a cute little cutesy name. Oh, okay. But, again, hypothetical, but wow, if this could happen. And maybe 40 years from now, it will. Synapse Selective Ablation. Synapse Selective what Ablation is a minimal, minimally evasive procedure that involves the destruction of specific synapses in the brain, it's used to treat neurological disorders such as Parkinson's disease, essential tremor, and dystonia. How it works. Selective, or I'm sorry, synapse selective ablation is a typically performed using an MRI-guided focused ultrasound device. The device uses high-intensity ultrasound waves to heat and destroy targeted synapses in the brain. The procedure is non-invasive. It does not require any incisions. Now, again, hypothetical, but could you imagine patients with Parkinson's tremors, Things like that, where the synapses aren't firing correctly, if you could go in and ablate just certain synapses in the brain, that would be amazing. It would be amazing. 
again, in my head, I just keep thinking about this AI being like, yep, we finally got them all tricked into laying on this table and it's poking them in the brain. I don't know, Ben. I just, the good that could come to society from a procedure like that is incalculable. Seriously, the ability to eliminate diseases like that through a minimally invasive procedure that somehow they get a wire to your brain without making an incision, that's a trick. But to be able to do that, though, would be amazing. But I don't know. I got this like unnatural awareness of a computer system like, hey, let me operate on your brain. I'm like, mm-hmm. Well, even if it's not a computer system, like like, it. 40 years from now, someone listening to JSP and they're like, you know, we have the technology <laughs> to do this now and, and, you know, give us our residuals. That's all I'm asking. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Or my Nobel prize. I'm still waiting, still waiting five years. Oh, that Maybe. reminds me in the we'll continue to monitor episode. We talked about all the innovations with HeLa cells, Tom, and the mm-hmm. multitude of Nobel prizes that were awarded because of HeLa cells and you still don't have one. I just want to you know, rub that in a little bit. So. I, I appreciate your, your, uh, you're looking out for me there, buddy. That's, that's what makes us besties. Is <laughs> that looking out for me right there. So the last procedure that I had it create, and then we're going to take a break and then we're going to go into the actual AI created portion of the show. I'm like, okay, you know, like some of this stuff's kind of cool, but let's come up with something funny sounding like, you know, we, it's JSP. We can't not have some sarcastic, smart-ass humor, right? <laughs> right. All right, Tom. So the next hypothetical procedure that AI recommended or created, the chuckle scan. What? Yeah. So description. The chuckle scan. <laughs> I can't even say without laughing. The chuckle scan is a med- medical procedure that uses laughter therapy to diagnose and treat certain health conditions such as depression and anxiety. Its function, the chuckle scan is designed to help patients reduce stress and improve their mental health through the power of laughter. The procedure involves exposing the patient to various comedic stimuli, such as jokes, funny videos, and humorous stories. How it works, during a chuckle scan, the patient is hooked up to a monitoring device that tracks their brain waves, heart rate, and other physiological responses. The patient is then exposed to various comedic stimuli while the monitoring device records their reactions. The data collected from the monitoring device is then analyzed to determine the patient's level of stress and mental health. Based on the results, the healthcare provider can recommend further treatments such as therapy or medication. The chuckle scan. Okay. So in my head, I just imagined, first of all, my first thought was, who thought forced laughter would be a great way to determine anxiety and depression? Like, laugh harder. Like, oh, yeah, happy people love that. So that's a great thing. The second thing is I just imagined that's more something I imagine it's like Walking Phoenix and the Joker. Like, okay, I'll laugh. It's just this, the chuckle scan. Every person would be, you should have this person committed for at least 72 hours for psychiatric observation based on this laugh <laughs> the thought of it though is pretty hilarious like could you just laugh a couple seconds into this microphone what yes just for one second please <laughs> laugh into this comedy is is you know very subjective oh yeah i can sit there and watch hilarious videos on tiktok and stand up comedians my wife's like yeah okay that was great but show her a guy getting hit in the nuts and she will like i mean it's just the funniest thing ever so <laughs> I don't know how you're going yeah. to assess the chuckle scan to determine like at what level of comedic stimuli do you need yeah. to produce so 
laugh. Like for for instance, there's a comedian, and I'm going to throw out a controversial one on purpose because that's the point. If you know who Daniel Tosh is, you're going to be like, "Oh, I really love that guy," or you're likely to really hate that guy. But that's the point: is you're allowed to enjoy that, and it's part of who you are. And Ben's got a very good point: is well, if the guy who designed it didn't like Daniel Tosh, I'm going to have a very bad day if I have to laugh into this thing. So, oh boy, the future could be great. Hopefully someday they have something for easy diagnosis of stuff like that. But yeah, I don't think a check will scan something I would be signing up for anytime soon. But Okay, well, that's what I had ChatGPT working on and doing. So, uh, you know, is AI going to take over the world? Maybe, but it's not certainly going to take over healthcare anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, not today. But, you know, it, it was fun to kind of just push it and see what it would do and, you know, get a laugh out of some of the stuff that it that it did come up with. But here's the part that you may have all been waiting for or not waiting for. I don't know. Um, we're going to take a break here. We're going to play our normal commercials that we would play here for our Echo and, and for CBD Stat. When we come back from the break, everything that we say from from break on including the the outro is generated scripting by ChatGPT. So, here's what I want our listeners to do. I want you to listen to everything you've listened to for the last 30 minutes of Tom and I bantering about and talking about AI. Then I want you to listen to probably the next 5 to 6 minutes of AI generated script. You tell us which one's better. Oh. I'm voting for AI. So <laughs> every episode will just be us reading chat GPT. <laughs> so uh, to get a, an appropriate banter for the show, I did tell chat GPT what the show was called, who the hosts were, how we were conversational, how, you know, kind of how we did things and just said, I want you to create a script. So it so we're going to uh, on the other side of the break we're going to do an intro and a banter that it provided. We're going to do the story that you may have missed that it created, which I already talked a little bit about earlier. We're going to do the echo commercial that it created. We're not going to actually input the sounds. We're just going to read what the sound said because that makes it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing the echo commercial. We'll do the CBD stat commercial, and then the outro, and then that'll be the end of the show. So yeah. Catch it on catch uh, AI on the next side of the break. Tom, have you ever forgot to turn on your echo cord to just telescope when you've listened to a patient and think you're going deaf? Because I have. Uh, absolutely. Or a student has used it previously and the diaphragm was turned and I knew instantly that something was wrong because I couldn't hear a thing. Yeah, it's really amazing how you get used to hearing that well. It's that 40 time amplification. It's got noise cancellation so you can't hear anything else going on. It Bluetooth to your app. It's just a really great piece of equipment. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing my job now or in the future without it. Go check them out if you want to hear what Tom and I hear. It's echohealth.com, ekohealth.com. Use code JSB, get you $50 off your order and let them know that we sent you. Tom, you know, I'm still amazed that CBD Stat has not only come out with a brand new, stronger product, but they've dropped their prices across the board. It's really amazing what they're doing over there. It's fantastic work. Their product is great, and they are doing everything possible for all of their customers, both in healthcare and those outside of it. Yeah, and it is THC-free, so it's legal all over the United States. 
and they love their healthcare people so much, they're going to give you a permanent 40% discount if you're in healthcare. You go to cbdstat.care slash healthcare. You fill out that form, you get that permanent 40% discount. But Tom, they know that not all our listeners are in healthcare. So what can they do, Tom? Well, they can go to that website. They can put in the code JSP20 at cbdstat.care, and they would get the discount that they are looking for. 20% off just because you're listening to Tom and I's voice right now. Go check them out, cbdstat.care. Welcome back to Just Some Podcast for Advanced Practitioners. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Tom. How's your week been, Tom? It's been pretty busy, Ben. Lots of patients to see and paperwork to fill out, but I can't complain. How about you? Same here, Tom. Work has been hectic, but I've also been trying to squeeze in some exercise whenever I can. It's tough to find the time, but I know it's important for my health. Definitely. I've been trying to do the same, but sometimes it feels there just aren't enough hours in the day. Yeah, tell me about it. But we're both nurse practitioners, so we know how important it is to take care of ourselves so we can take care of our patients. So, Tom, have you seen any good movies lately? Oh, boy. Yeah, I find... Yeah, I finally got around to seeing Nomadland last week. It was really good. Francis McDormand was amazing in it. Oh, I've heard great things about that one. I've been meaning to check it out. You should definitely see it. It's a really interesting look at the lives of people who live on the road and the challenges they face. Oh, God. Speaking of challenges, how's your golf game coming along? (laughs) Ha! Let's just say I'm still working on my handicap. How about you? Have you been playing much lately? Not as much as I'd like, but I did get out on the course last weekend. I even managed to sink a few putts, which is always a good feeling. Nice. Maybe you can give me some tips sometime. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should plan a golf outing for the podcast crew. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about our adventures on the fairway. That's a great idea. I'm always up for a little friendly competition. Maybe we could even get... Some of our healthcare colleagues to join us. Sounds like a plan. Speaking of healthcare, have you heard any interesting medical breakthroughs lately? Actually, I just read about a new treatment for Alzheimer's that's showing some promise. It involves using ultrasound waves to break up the plaques in the brain that are associated with the disease. Wow. That sounds fascinating. It's amazing how technology continues to advance and transform the field of medicine. Absolutely. It's an exciting time to be a healthcare professional. That's for sure. Story you may have missed. So here's an unusual medical story for your podcast. In 1951, a woman named Henrietta Lacks was diagnosed with cervical cancer. During her treatment, doctors took samples of her cancer cells without her knowledge or consent. What they discovered was astonishing. Her cells could survive and reproduce outside the body in a way that no other cells could. These cells, which were later named HeLa cells after Henrietta Lacks, became the first human cells to be successfully cloned and grown in a laboratory. They were used in countless medical experiments and became a cornerstone of modern medical research, helping to develop new treatments for diseases such as polio, cancer, and HIV. Henrietta Lacks died from cancer, but her cells continued to live on, helping to save countless lives and contributing to some of the most important medical breakthroughs of the last century. However, her family only learned about the use of her cells many years later, sparking a debate about the medical ethics and patient consent. Echo Health Commercial. Background music and sounds of a heartbeat. As a healthcare professional, you need a stethoscope that you can rely on. Sound of a traditional stethoscope being used. But what if you could have a stethoscope 
that not only amplifies sound up to 40 times, but also cancels out background noise. Sound of the Echo Core Digital Stethoscope being used. Introducing the Echo Core Digital Stethoscope, the future of auscultation. Sound of the Echo Core Digital Stethoscope being used. With its advanced technology, you can hear heart and lung sounds like never before. Sound of the Echo Core Digital Stethoscope being used. Don't settle for a traditional stethoscope. Upgrade to the Echo Core Digital Stethoscope today and take your patient care to the next level. Sound of the Echo Core Digital Stethoscope <laughs> being used. Visit ekohealth.com to learn more and order yours today. Use code JSP for $50 off your order. End of the commercial. CBD Stag commercial. Background music and sounds of nature. Are you looking for a natural way to manage pain and reduce stress? Sound of a person applying CBD oil. Look no further than CBD Stat. Our CBD products are made from the highest quality THC-free hemp and are available in both topical and oral forms. Sound of a person taking CBD oil orally. With CBD Stat, you can experience the benefits of CBD without the psychoactive effects of THC. Sound of a person applying CBD lotion. <laughs> Our topical products are perfect for targeting specific areas of pain and inflammation, while our oral products offer a more holistic approach to wellness. The sound of a person stretching and feeling relief. Don't let pain and stress hold you back. Try CBD Stat today and feel the difference. Sound of a person relaxing, enjoying the benefits of CBD. <laughs> Visit cbdstat.care to learn more and order your THC-free CBD products today. End of the commercial. The laughter needs to be in because that just makes it. <laughs> the AI outro. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Just Some Podcast for Advanced Practitioners. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yes, thank you all for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. Before we go, let's end on a lighthearted note. Tom, do you have any medical related jokes to share? Oh, you know, I always have a few up my sleeve. Here's one for you. Uh, why did the scarecrow become a doctor? Hmm. I'm not sure. Why did the scarecrow become a doctor? Because he was outstanding in his field. Get it? Field? Like a field of crops? <laughs> that is a good one, Tom. All right. Here's another. Why don't scientists trust atoms? I don't know, Ben. Why don't scientists trust atoms? Because they make up everything. Science humor at its finest. Ha ha! I love it. Well, folks, we hope those jokes brought a smile to your face. Absolutely. Is. Remember, <laughs> laughter is the best medicine, so don't forget to inject some humor into your day. That's right. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Just Some Podcasts for Advanced Practitioners. Stay curious, stay compassionate, and keep making a difference. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Outro music fades in. Practice swearing just to pass the time. Lately, I see why I am alone. I caught some road rich and I thought of you. And all the many times you say I should have known.